all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew. And this is going to be a very interesting episode, one of my favorite points of the year as we're getting to this free agency kind of season here as now obviously Super Bowl's over and now it's the full offseason for everybody and every team. So a lot of really interesting things to look at. The Saints obviously will be looking at free agents as now we will be talking about free agents as we went through our whole internal recap of the season, finishing up with the secondary last week. So if you want to um, know that recap and you haven't um, listened in yet you could go check those out they're like the last few episodes we've been doing our whole recap from the quarterbacks all the way to our secondary so that was very interesting a lot of interesting things with the Saints obviously a lot of positives the team went 13 and 3 I mean you still got to say that I know wild card uh, exit is not good but they did go 13 and 3 they had a lot of great players do some great things and now it's just kind of tweaking it, maybe making one big change to really elongate this championship window. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do in free agency to try to do that. And obviously that's also through the draft, but free agency is kind of the first thing that we will be looking at here as the free agent free agency uh, signing date starts March 13th. So we got about a month to kind of talk about this and basically go through each position, seeing what the Saints could do. And obviously, the Saints have their own free agents. We'll talk about that as well, seeing who should the Saints sign back, who should they not. We kind of talked about that in those internal recaps as well, but we'll get into more detail about that. But first, we are going to start off with some Taysom Hill news, as I feel like every episode we have some Taysom Hill news, as it seems like the Saints will be using a first-round tender on him, but... He said if the Saints don't give him a clear path to the starting role, he's probably going to leave within the next few years, just whenever that uh, tender expires. He's going to try to get a starting job. That's his goal. And the media definitely hypes him up. And I I think that's something that we all got to look at. They feel like he's the next Lamar Jackson. He's a guy that has a ton of potential. And the Saints obviously um, have kind of shown that potential through using him in so many different roles. But now people want to see him in that starting role, so it's going to be very interesting to see what he can do uh, there and if he ever gets an expansion with the Saints or not. Sean Payton said he would like to coach him for 10 more years and that he probably will use the first-round tender. And he said if some team gives him a ton of money that the Saints don't want to pay him, I think the Saints would be fine with that first-round pick, wherever it is. In my opinion, I'd take it. Taysom Hill, to me, is not worth a first-round pick, at least right now. Too many just inconsistency with his play, especially even in the preseason when he played a lot. It's not like he was the perfect quarterback, or he would have been in when Breeze was out last year. It was, it was Teddy Bridgewater. We, I think we all forget about that. And I did say last week that I, I, I would be fine if the Saints got Taysom Hill. It wouldn't be my number one option. But if the Saints wanted to, instead of draft a QB, get Taysom Hill, I'm fine with it. It wouldn't be my top pick. I'd really like them to draft a QB. I think that's what you have to do here, I think. The best way that all these teams have tried to get onto the next championship windows from quarterback to quarterback. You look at all these teams from the Chiefs to the Packers, all these teams that do it, they do it through the draft. Free agency is just a little too wishy washy. I mean, look the Broncos. Didn't work for them. They tried to go from Peyton Manning to all these different QBs, just didn't work. You can't use the band aid. And I think that's why you have to go through the draft. Or maybe Taysom Hill's that option as well. Um, because he's so different, and he's, I mean, he's not old, but at least he hasn't been in the league that long. It would definitely be something new. 
I mean, that the Saints would be doing. So I think that would be classified kind of under a draft pick. I mean, even though Taysom Hill is not a draft pick, but it would be a completely different direction. I think Teddy Bridgewater is just too much, just like a worse version of Drew Brees. Now, maybe Teddy, Teddy would get better. But to me, I just don't see it. But we'll see what happens if Drew Brees retires or not. And I think that's a big thing with this argument is if Brees retires, who do you go to? Do you go to Taysom Hill to say, it's your job? I I don't know. I, I think the Saints would have trouble doing that just because they didn't start him last year. If the, Saints, if the Saints thought he was so great, why didn't he start those five games when Brees was out? It was Teddy. I could see the Saints signing Teddy then, at least for a few years, give him the starting role and kind of bridge him with someone else. I think if that happened, Taysom would probably want to leave you, try to get a starting role. Maybe the Saints then start Taysom. It's an extremely interesting situation. If Brees would retire, we don't really know what's going to happen. Now, I don't think he's going to uh, retire, but again... We'll con- we kind of have to see that. It's now when I'm recording this, it's February 11th. So you're thinking in the next two weeks, you're going to hear a decision on Breeze, and it's going to be interesting. I'm just going to be, I'm thinking Breeze is going to come back. That's just how I feel. If he doesn't, I think the Saints probably would give Teddy Bridgewater a starting deal, at least for one or two years, then try to maybe hit for him to be a stopgap for another player. A lot of mock drafts have the Saints picking like a Jordan Love type player. Again, very, very interesting to look at that, especially if Breeze retired, what the Saints would do. The good thing is that they have three presumably starting quarterbacks on their roster. So that would obviously be just... I just don't see Breeze retiring on that note, on such a disappointing... Just, I mean, the Saints were supposed to win that game. They are supposed to win... I mean, there's they had a good chance of winning the Super Bowl last year, and they completely fell on their face. So we'll see what happens here, but I just don't think Breeze, his lasting moment, is going to be that Vikings game. I don't think he wants... I think he's just too much of a competitor. I think he's just too much... I mean, I'm not going to call him selfish, but he's just too much of that player. He wants his legacy. He wants to go out on top. And if he has one more opportunity to do that, I think he would take it. That's just what I feel. And um, we'll see what happens in a few weeks whenever he announces um, his his decision on retirement. But, again, it's going to be just extremely interesting. And Taysom Hill, I mean, the Saints give him that first-round tender. I probably would just to see if what other teams think about him. If some team thinks he's that good where he's – worth a first round pick i think that shows a lot about Taysom Hill's value and then we'll see if the saints would match that or just take the first rounder i think it would be very interesting if Taysom hill would be the quarterback in 2021 you're going to try to protect him at all costs and you might as well give him that big contract because you're eventually going to have to but if he's not your plan he's not your guy then you may want to just take the first round pick or maybe you put a second round tender on him take a second round pick but um all these rumors i think it's tough because it's not like everyone's saying them. You have a few people saying the rumors too. It's not like everybody's going out to say like Taysom Hill is the future of the Saints. Like Rappaport didn't say something like that. But it just it's, it's very very interesting. You have like pro football pro football talk. They've been spewing the rumors out on Taysom Hill. I think they just like Taysom Hill. I think um, those guys over there at NBC like Taysom Hill. We kind of I mean it's just interesting. Now all the hype is getting on Taysom Hill right now. It didn't during the season, and now all of a sudden it is. It's just to me. It's, it's kind of an, it's an interesting situation. We'll see what happens there. But looking at it, I think if Breeze comes back, you may want to bridge Breeze with Taysom. I think the Saints, I'd be fine with that. It wouldn't be my top option, but I'd be fine with that. If Breeze retires, then I think you're really going to see your true colors, what the Saints think about Taysom. Because you're either going to start him right away, or you're going to try to maybe, maybe bridge him with another QB. But again, I just don't see that. But uh, that's just kind of what I'm feeling about Taysom Hill. So before we get into our free agent talk, we'll talk about the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers probably this episode. Maybe we'll get into the tight ends. But those are kind of the three major positions we want to talk about for this episode. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dads Discussion Podcast. Welcome back. 
into the Huda discussion. And now we are going to get into our talk about free agency and Saints free agency. We'll start off with our quarterbacks, then go on to our running backs and wide receivers. That's probably what we're going to get to today because uh, the quarterbacks were kind of just looking at backups, not starters. It's kind of just Teddy's probably going to leave unless Breeze would retire. I'm just going to say that I think Breeze is coming back and Teddy's going to leave. That's what I'm going to run this assumption um, with this free agency, what I think. If Breeze would retire, I think the Saints would re-sign Teddy and Taysom. That's just what I think. So that, I, I, those are the two scenarios, and I don't think the Saints would get a third quarterback. Maybe they'd get one just like kind of like a third guy to compete, but it wouldn't be actually like serious. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Right now, if, if they had Breeze and Taysom, I think they would want a third guy in there just to kind of either compete or actually be that guy. And if they don't get Taysom back, maybe these guys would help back up Breeze. So I think that's going to be very interesting there. So our first guy here is going to be from the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota. I, I think Mariota can actually be a real solution for the Saints, especially in that backup role. And I think he could win like a five-game like a Teddy. I think he could do what Teddy did. I think that he's extremely underrated, Mariota. He was like the second pick of the draft. Or the first pick. I think he was actually the second pick because Winston was the first pick of that draft. And he was the second. He was a player that he did succeed earlier in his career. He won playoff games. I mean, you got to give him credit where credit is due here. Because, I mean, he's he did have some good years. 2017, he had a good year. I mean, he had... Or 2016, I'm sorry. When he had 26 touchdowns, 9 picks. That was a good year. They made the playoffs. I believe they went to the division round that year. I mean, he has playoff experience. And... I mean, I mean, that 2016 season, uh, 3,400 yards, 26 touchdowns is really what you want to see. That same year, he had 350 rushing yards with 5.8 yards of carry. That's kind of what you want to see there from him. And I think he's a player that could definitely be a stop. Not like a stopgap, but if there was a five-game stretch, kind of be that band-aid. I think he can do that. And then also, you can do kind of what the Saints did with Taysom. You kind of could do that. Um, maybe you run some special plays with him. We know the Titans did that. So maybe the Saints want to do that. It's kind of interesting. This year just wasn't really a good year from him. The last two years really haven't been a good year from him. This year he wasn't awful, but he's just kind of like a game manager and or maybe not so good of a game manager because Ryan Tannehill came in there and was much better. So I think he's going to be extremely devalued. I'm thinking that $5 million range. And, you know, he could manage. I think he could manage this team. And will it be the best player, you know, the Saints, the best quarterback the Saints would see? I think he would be probably a little worse than Teddy, but still, I think he's a player that kind of just needs a shot. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery because Heisman winner, second pick of the draft. He definitely has talent, so I think we should all think that. I mean, he has playoff experience, won a playoff game. I mean, that those are all positive things that you want to see in a backup. Like that, that That's great, and I think the Saints could definitely look at him. It's just it's very interesting because if you had him and then him and obviously Breeze, and then maybe Taysom, maybe not. I think he could kind of do both roles. In, uh, roles. I think he can play like a Taysom Hill role. Not as good, but he could still do it. And he could, I think, if it was like a four-game stretch, five-game stretch, I think he could back up Breeze. I, th- I think he could. I think he can do what Bridgewater did, especially with this team. I think he can do that. I think the Saints had a better roster than the Titans this season, even though the Titans went farther. I think they just hit a, hit a very positive stretch. And, you know, when that momentum gets going, it's hard to stop. And we saw that with them, but I do think the Saints still have the better roster uh, this season, and just, I mean, looking at Mariota's stats, I just think they're, I mean, you had a good season in 2016, 2017 just wasn't as good, still like a game manager type player, 
2018, still like a game manager type player. And then 2019, he just gets benched because they've had enough probably. So maybe he just needs to just learn a different system, come in as a backup, win a few games, and then leave. I could see that. So I think I would take a chance on him as a backup. Obviously, you're not putting that much money into him or that much stock into him. It's not like he'd start for us. I don't think anyone would give him a starting role. If someone does, that's great, but I just don't see that. So that's kind of where I'm looking at with Mariota. He'd be my top pick as a backup besides a Bridgewater or a Taysom. I think he'd be the next guy for me. And then for my second guy here that I would really look into is a familiar face, Chase Daniel from the Bears, played for the Saints. The Saints drafted him. I mean, again, he didn't play much for the Saints because um, obviously he was just backing up Breeze, didn't start any games, didn't play any games. But, I mean, he played in a few games, but um, always in just spot, like whatever, like a trick player or something. Nothing really big there from him. But he knows the system, which is very good. And then also, he's a great uh, great repertoire with Breeze, which is obviously very, very good. They have a great relationship. They had an awesome handshake. So, I mean, I could kind of see that, that that reunion happening and him backing up. I mean, last year he played a few games, started a game. I think, believe you, they won that game. So, he definitely has had some success. Um, he, they actually lost that game, but he put up 30 points that came to the Giants. So, it's not like he, he wasn't the reason they lost. The defense gave up over 30 points. So, he had a pretty good game there, completed 70% of his passes, three touchdowns. So, again, it was a pretty positive experience from him. Again, I just think it's it's going to be, to me, it's just interesting that um, from him, is just, he's very limited, obviously. And I'm not confident that he can win five games. Just to say it out there. I don't think he would. I don't think he's as good as Teddy. I mean... If, he, if he'd played, I think we'd kind of see how good Teddy is and see how many games Chase Daniel would have won in that span. But I'm just not as confident in that. I mean, I think he could back up Breeze. I think he would definitely be in a, a good addition to the room. But do I want him playing? And that's just a completely different animal. So I'd definitely be less confident. But he's a guy that I could see the Saints come in and just because they know him. He knows the system. Can he play a game? Yes, I think a game, not five. I, I think that's just... I mean, it is a big difference there. I mean, other guys, you have Case Keenum, which I don't expect the Saints to come in and get, but he's a guy that maybe you want to throw in there. Drew Stanton, Chad, Chad Henney, these would kind of be to me third guys. AJ McCarron, who has some experience starting. Again, I think all these guys, it's kind of the same. That's for a lot of these guys. You have Matt Moore, who's coming off. He probably To me, I think he'd stay in Kansas City. He did well there, but he did pretty good in um, Mahomes' Aspens last year, so maybe you want to see some of those guys. Like Bortles, all these guys are just looking at backups right now. And again, I think it's just whoever the Saints, those would be my two main guys that want to back actually be the second seed, uh, backup to Breeze, second string to Breeze. But if you kind of want to bring in a third guy for camp, let's say you get Taysom and Breeze back, you want to bring in a third guy, maybe you want to bring in a Blake Bortles, maybe you want to bring in a guy um, like Trevor Simeon, kind of those guys that kind of, they've been rejects, but maybe they really show out. And just giving him a chance and definitely would be a good camp body. Definitely have some talent. And uh, that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. I'm not thinking the Saints are going to get back Bridgewater. Some team's going to pay him. I don't really know which team yet. But I think some team's going to try to pay him and pay him a lot. And I think he's. I think it's just going to happen. And if not, maybe it will be the Saints if Breeze retired. I, th- I could definitely be see- seeing that. I don't know about that. Just 100%. We'll kind of see what happens. I think he's going to get $20 million. I think that some team is going to pay him. Maybe it's the Chargers who just moved on for Philip Rivers. Maybe they want to take a chance on Bridgewater. Maybe it's some other team that wants to take a chance on him that kind of is quarterback needy. 
but they're not sure about going into the draft like that. Maybe they, they want to take a chance on him. I just think some quarterback needy team is just going to pay him that $20 million. And I think the only the only way the Saints would do that is if Breeze retired. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking about Bridgewater there and kind of what you know he's what the, his future is. And probably it won't be with the Saints unless a retirement of Breeze would happen there. So definitely interesting to look at these QBs here. But I think Mariota could be an option. Also another option, he's not in free agency now. But supposedly Andy Dalton may be on his way out and they may just cut him. And they'll obviously go with Joe Burrow. So maybe the Saints want to get it. Andy Dalton's a backup breeze, another guy with experience, played playoff games. So I would also be really down with that. I think he could be a player that could step in and do a good job in those five games, especially with how good the Saints team is. I could definitely see that as well. So now we are going to move over to the running backs. Now the Saints don't really need a running back. So here's the thing with the running backs. It's going to be very quick. The Saints have Murray. The Saints have Kamara. We'll see if the Saints um, extend Kamara. We'll kind of see if that happens. But right now, um, he's not extended. I don't expect him to get extended unless he was, he's willing to take a deal a little less than the max. You know, If he's willing to take a deal less than the max, less than the highest paid running back, you go out and pay him. If he's not, let him bet on himself and have a great year. I, 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 I would not give him that max money. He, he didn't warrant it. And Sean Payton kind of alluded to it. I mean, he said that, you know, they said, are you going to pay Kamara? And he was like, well, we have Ramtech to pay. So, I mean, I, I don't pay him. If he wants to hold out, then let him hold out because he had an awful year. It's not like he's a, uh, not an awful year, but not a good year to his standards. I mean, it wasn't like Le'Veon Bell when he held out. It wasn't like Melvin Gordon when he held out. I mean, they had career years. This was not a Kamara career year. So, I think Kamara's going to come back and be able to just succeed, bet on himself, and then probably get a big contract next year but i don't think he's in the position to hold out and if he does i mean i'd be mad at him if he held out just for that standard because it just wasn't a good year last year if he had a career year you know like when mike thomas got his contract obviously he had a career before that and a career after that he saw what he was able to do i mean you give him that contract same with cam jordan all the players that the saints gave contracts to they had like career years before this was not a kamara career year and he's got to show out before he's going to get that money well, that's just kind of my opinion there. But the Saints, they have those two guys. Then your third guy, I mean, it's been Washington, Dwayne Washington, all this time. You can go back and re-sign him. Other guys you can look at is like Amir Abdullah, Buck Allen, Kenyon Barner. Those are kind of the guys you're looking at, if not Washington. Or you can draft somebody in like the sixth, seventh round who could also play special teams and do stuff like that. Um We'll see what kind of the Saints did. I, I thought the running backs played very well in the Senior Bowl. You can go check out that recap if you want a full full analysis on that. But I thought there were some running backs that did do a really good job in the Senior Bowl that hopefully the Saints could pick late. But if they don't, there are a few running backs, and they don't re-sign uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, um, Dwayne Washington. You could look at these guys. Buck Allen, who was with the Saints uh, last offseason. Kenyon Barner, who's with the rival Falcons. Amir Abdullah. He's a player from the Vikings, and he's I think he's a player that's just a good veteran that you could come here, step in, and do a pretty uh, good job here, and just do a few different roles, especially if someone got hurt. I'd be, I'd be comfortable with him stepping in and playing a game or two. So I think that will do it for the running backs, and now we're going to transition into some free agent receivers, and this is the most interesting topic we're going to talk about today. Saints have a real hole here. The other two positions, running back, I don't think they have a hole at all. Quarterback... I don't think it's a hole. It's more of a, more of a controversy, but I don't want to call it a hole. Wide receiver, they have a real hole. And 
you've gotten basically no production over the last year and kind of also last year as well from or 2018 I should say from the wide receiver position besides Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been your rock number one, and after him, it's been nothing. You have Ted Ginn, who they're not going to resign, who's just looks like he's done. I mean, that's just how he looks. Which I mean, he's getting old up in there in age, so you kind of understand that. Draquan Smith, you're hoping for a third year jump. <laughs> you can't count on it, I and mean, you just can't. I mean, he's been just not not your guy. He's just not been a good, good, reliable player for the Saints, and. Again, he's made some some plays. He's had some great games, but overall, he's been extremely, extremely disappointing. Other guys glorified camp bodies. You know, look, your guys like uh, Keith Kirkwood, um, Emmanuel Butler, little uh, Jordan Humphrey. It just hasn't been. These guys haven't been the answer. So you're gonna have to look either in the draft, a high draft pick, maybe spend another third rounder on it, maybe you go first round on it, or you go through free agency, which would I, this is what I would do. I would go through free agency and then supplement it with a draft pick. That's just kind of what I think there. So starting off with these phrases, my, my number one here, this is my number one pick for the Saints, and that is A.J. Green. If, if the Saints can get A.J. Green into a Saints uniform to put into that black and gold, it would be absolutely the biggest win of this offseason for the for this team. Could be for the, in the whole division, maybe in the whole league. Now, I know A.J. Green's older, and he's coming off an injury. But the things he does would complement Michael Thomas perfectly. And he's he could, run the, he could run the deep ball. And in the red zone, he's amazing. It's just perfect. He's a great route runner. He is 31 years old, which could be a problem. But I think the main problem is not the talent. It's not even the injury, in my opinion, even though he's been injured throughout his career. He definitely has that injury problem. The problem is, is that... The Saints aren't the only team where if they signed him, that would be the, one of the biggest wins of the offseason. The Patriots are going to be up for his services. Seahawks will be up for his services. A lot of playoff teams will be up for his services. And the Bengals may keep him because he may just want to stay in Cincinnati. Again, it's not a long shot to me, but I do, just not really a move the Saints have done over the last few years. But if the Saints could get him, he's been the, when he's played, he's been a perennial pro, pro bowler. And I don't know why that would change. I mean, he's just been outstanding. Didn't play this year, which is hopefully going to bring his contract down. And all these teams vying for his services maybe will be a little scared off. But in 2018, in only nine games, he had 46 catches, 695 yards, and six touchdowns. And that's in nine games. So, I mean, he would have probably ended up with like 10 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. I mean, big year. The year before that, and he was 30. And when he was 29, he had 75 catches, over 1,000 yards, 8 touchdowns, and a down year. That's a down year. And look, again, he was the number one receiver on all these, but also with an extremely bad team around him. So to me, he could definitely be a number one uh, or number two in the system with Michael, Michael Thomas. I think that's something, he, I think that would be a great situation. A better situation, I think him going to the Saints on like a two year deal with like 20 million is a better situation than him going to New England. And trying to be their number one, trying to be their savior, or him going to Seattle and basically doing the same with DK Metcalf. That's basically what you're looking at. And obviously there'll be other teams in there, but I think his best option is to come to play for the Saints. He can play with Michael Thomas, with a established stud, and probably the best quarter the best wide receiver in the league. So to me, you gotta look at that. 
and then and then it's going to give them a low stress situation. You're not the number one. You're you have a great quarterback. Assuming Breeze comes back, you have a great quarterback who you're going to be able to develop a repertoire with pretty quickly, just because how seasoned both of you guys are. And then and then also you have a coach that's going to put you in the good situations. That's kind of all you need. And I would love to see the Saints get it. Last year, I said Jared Cook was the missing piece to this offense. And what I didn't see, I didn't see the wide receiver issue because I thought he'd come in and be great right away. And once Jared Cook really hit his stride, he was the missing piece. And it did help the Saints a lot. The Saints looked unbeatable with Jared Cook. Now I think that's the same with A.J. Green this year. This would make the Saints offense unbeatable. That's just what I'm saying here. $9.1 million is his calculated market value on spot rack. I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to go above that. I think I think if team may pay him a ton, but if the Saints can go out and get him, I'm hoping that because he didn't play last year, it brings his contract down a little bit. But I'm hoping that um, he could come in here and play and do a really good job. But if the Saints don't get him, you got to look up for Shot Perry. I mean, he's my number two guy. First round pick back in the day, back in, I believe it was 20, what was it, 20. 2015, yeah, 2015. So back in the 2015 draft, five years ago, he was picked number 26 and didn't pan out ever. Really never really played. I mean, his best season before last year was his rookie season where he had 33 catches, 500 yards, and he got hurt a ton. Um, only played 10 games in 2018. Last year, he played 14, but he was still hurt. Only started the last four games at the end when he really started going on, and he had a good year. In those in those 14 games, 36 catches, um, for 645 yards, six touchdowns as a good season, not great. But I think he can come in here and be that kind of stereotypical number two receiver. He wouldn't be A.J. Green, but he would be good. He'd be able to take the ball off the defense, and he's always really good at getting separation, short separation, which is really big for the Saints, especially what kind of offense they're trying to run here. I think he could be – he's a perfect fit into their offense. I think he'd fit like a glove, and if he stays healthy, he's going to be a player that will be able to make plays. If he did something like – Maybe not 36 catches. If he goes 50 catches, 750 yards, and six touchdowns with Jared Cook, with Michael Thomas, with a draft pick, that looks really good. Looks amazing. So I would love to see them pick him up. He's had his struggles in the years, but that potential is there. We just got to untap it. We'll see what happens there. But I think, and then I don't think he'll get paid as much. I'm thinking he's going to get with Ted Ginn got. He was actually at a little worse stats than Ted Ginn back when Ted Ginn got signed. Obviously, he's a lot younger, and that's going to be the big difference. Ted Ginn got three years, $11 million. I think he's going to get three years, $15 million. Saints could easily pay that. So I would like to see the Saints get him and a draft pick. If you get A.J. Green, you probably won't even need the draft pick. But that's kind of my two guys. Third guy is what the Saints want to do. You may want to get that, that kind of number two to split out wide in the draft and then get a slot guy in the um in the free agency so two guys you're obviously going to easily look at is randall cobb and danny amandola randall cobb i think is going to stay with mccarthy in uh, dallas mccarthy found cobb i think they're going to get him and they're going to move on from amari cooper that's kind of what my my um outlook is on this i mean if the saints can get cooper that's great uh, the saints get cobb that's great i think get cooper that's great too but i just don't think that's going to happen um to me i think Cobb, he can come in here, do some great things. He can go after the cash, and he could do some just in the short. And he could be a player that could really help with the Saints and shifty, good route runner, get separation in the short range. Last year, 55 catches, 828 yards, three touchdowns. Pretty good year, pretty solid year. I mean, he, last year he caught uh, he caused five million. I'm thinking like six, seven million. Probably this year he did have a good year, and I just think Dallas is going to pay him. If not, maybe the Saints step in, but I just think Dallas is going to pay him. And then the second guy. 
is Danny Amandola, who had 62 catches, so more catches than Cobb, much less yards with only um, 678. And he did have one touchdown in Detroit. He's a player that's just as good as route runner in the short field as Cobb, just not the after the catch. He's not, it's usually catch, he'll move a few yards, He's a, and then he'll get tackled. He's a big third down guy, he'll pick up third downs for you, he could be that reliable guy in big situations. So I could definitely see the Saints getting him. I think he could be a lot like Willie Sneed in his prime with the Saints. So I think Amandola can be a player that the Saints do pick up, and I think he could do a really good job for the Saints. So I... I do think that that's an option. I think there are Saints have three options. A, you got AJ Green. You don't need to get a quarter receiver in the draft, really. You get an AJ, you're hoping he comes in here and he solidifies it. Your second option is to get uh, Rashad Perryman or maybe like a Travis Benjamin. A player like that stretches the field, does some great stuff. And then um, I would like Perryman much more than Benjamin, but Benjamin would be a player. Stretches the field, does some great stuff. And then also you bring in another wide receiver to supplement that, hopefully a one that could play in the slot. Or you get the slot pick in free agency, and then you get an outside guy to supplement that in the draft. Three options, I'd be fine with either. All three. But I think the Saints need to address it, and I think they will. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. And I think that will wrap up this episode. So if you enjoy what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat This, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. That means Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So, again, another good episode. This is my one of my favorite times of year besides... In the, it's definitely my favorite time of year in the offseason. And then, obviously, I like the season more. But it's definitely a fun time. I love speculating. And the wide receivers are interesting, but that's what I would do here. Saints have to fix it, and I think they will. Quarterbacks, very interesting situation with Breeze and Taysom. And then running backs in the Saints, not very interesting. I think the Saints will just stick with their guys there. Next week, we'll probably get into our tight ends, offensive line, maybe flip it over to our defensive line. And then in our next episode, in, our, um, in the next two episodes, in that final episode, then we'll finish up with linebackers and the secondary there and get into some special teams as well. So I think with all that said, I want to say thank you and who dat?